the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex, coming to you live from the quarantine, sort of, because people aren't really doing what they're supposed to be doing. But we here, we follow the rules, and we are practicing safe social distancing, so we are all individually at our own homes. In one home, we actually have two people. That would be Jake and Sandy is actually sitting in. Might possibly join in later. We'll see. How are you, Jake and Sandy? Doing good. Doing good. How's Same that? shit, different day. Welcome back to the show, Sandy. And how's that little kitty kitty? Oh, God. She's terrible. Yeah, they're awful. And, and so cute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what do you call her? Besides her name, which is, uh, what's, what's her name? Uh, uh, Milna? Mila. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, Mila. What do you call her? Do you call her Kitty Kitty or Kitty Cat? What do you call her? Your Kitty Kitty. I don't know. <laughs> Little monster. <laughs> Little monster. Uh, I I call her Pretty Lady. Mm. Oh, Mila Mao. Mila Mao. I guess Mao is Egyptian for cat. Wow. Yeah, it's weird how cats' names kind of like the your pets' names evolve. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah. And my mom calls her Mila Kunis. Oh, very nice. Mila, Mila. Asshole, depending on how she's acting. Oh, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you know, they're, uh, they're cats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a whole musical based on them. I don't know if you guys know that. He's mm-hmm. really good. Now, would really you like good. to hear a little... Would you like to hear a little number from that? Midnight and the kitties are sleeping. That's that beautiful baritone there was John Sandy. Fellow David Letterman fan, obviously. John Sandy, how are you, John? John Lloyd Webber. Somebody recommended this to me, and uh, and I'm going to recommend it to you. I think it was Eric of Aragon, actually, our listener, Eric of Aragon, another Letterman fan. Uh, he recommended a movie on Netflix. It's on Netflix right now. It's called Bathtubs Over Broadway. Have you heard about this, John? Uh-uh. It's a So one of the, the writers for Letterman... Remember when they used to go, they used to do that that uh, skit, Dave's Record Collection? And they would, yeah. and it would be these weird, all these weird records. Well, he got into these industrial recordings, you know, kind of like Mystery Science Theater used to do the industrial films. Um, they did this right. thing called, they did these these huge music, like companies like Ford and Champion Spark Plugs and all, and like Kentucky Fried Chicken would do these huge uh, conventions where they get all their top salespeople, they put on these huge musical numbers. They do like musical numbers, like, you know, the wonder of spark plugs and stuff like that with, you know, people like Florence Henderson would do these. Martin short did them. And, um, he, there's all these records out there that exist. Uh, They were like privately recorded for people in the company. And they turned up at like, you know, these used record stores and that's where he would find them. And he goes down this rabbit hole of this whole world of like these corporate musicals. You have to check it out. It's called uh, Bathtubs wow. Over Broadway. It's on Netflix, but I'm sure wow. you can find it somewhere. Yeah. Check it yeah. out. Yeah. And Letterman makes an appearance in there, a couple of appearances in there. So just a little cool. hot. That's a little hot tip for you, John. How's that? Huh? Huh? Cool. Thanks. You know who else is with us today, Thank John? You. And they waited till they were introduced because they're good people. <laughs> There's fine people on both sides of this podcast, and on this side of the podcast, we have 
Justine and Patrick. How are you guys? Hi, everybody. Good. Doing good. What happened, Justine? You got your intro got stepped on there. Oh, I uh, was drinking something. Oh, what were you drinking? What are you enjoying a beverage over there? Yeah. What are you enjoying? It's a, slush. It's a lemon slush with rosemary. Wow. wow. So rose so it's you so it's you, uh Patrick and Rosemary is there too. <laughs> yeah. These are the jokes. Thank you for that courtesy. Whoa. These, these are the jokes. That chime means of course it's time to turn the page. <laughs> I remember those. <laughs> when you hear Tinkerbell's when chimes. Tinkerbell waves her wand, it's time to turn the page. Uh, uh, speaking Ring. of records, huh? Mm. Ring. Ring. And then the Grim Grinning Ghosts found a way home. Remember that? It'd be a Disneyland record, yeah, and then in I the did. middle, in the middle, they'd throw Tinkerbell's chimes, telling you it was time to turn the page. <laughs> I had a Star Wars. I had a couple of Star Wars records like that. There was one where it's weird. C3PO and R2 visited a droid factory. I remember that. You know where I bought that thing? I bought that thing at a, uh, I think a blue chip stamp store. Blue chip stamps. God, I remember that. Remember that? And then there was the green stamps. We used to get the blue yeah. chip stamps. Not everywhere got the. Uh, yeah, save your save your blue chip stamps from King Cole. From King Cole Market. King Cole, jeez. <laughs> and, and you'd have to like save up like two hundred books to get like a you know like a lamp or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, for two thousand books, you get a car. You know? Now, John, could you buy? You now, for the kids, kids are listening. They don't know what what we're talking about. So, blue chip stamps were given to you when you would get your change when you bought things at certain stores. You were given blue chip uh, stamps. Yeah. I guess like gas stations too, gas stations and uh, grocery stores. Yeah, I don't understand. So depending on how much you spent, they give you a great big handful of uh, stamps. You'd put them in the book. But once you got like two hundred books, you could get a you know a TV so or a radio. You take it to a store that basically looked kind of like a like a Best Buy, but like on a smaller yeah. scale. And uh, you'd walk That's in. Right. And you'd walk in, kind of like Chuck E. Cheese. You walk in and you go, "Hey, let me, let me. What can I get with this many books?" And there'd be bikes right. and BB guns and you know, yeah. and stereos. I was, wonder. Uh, I wonder when they went out of business. When did blue chip stamps go out of business? Uh, if only somebody had a clicky keyboard and could look that up. Who who could do that? <laughs> what are they called? Blue, blue chip, chip stamps. stamps. And then there were the less popular some- green stamps. Green stamps yeah. had stories too, and those were like um, I think those were called like S and P or something. Or yeah, uh, guessing eighties. I'm guessing eighties. Yeah, it was in the eighties because they were around when I was a kid. Yeah, doesn't give me Didn't, a date. Uh, does it tell you what they are? So, so I wonder how that worked, John. Did I, they, they had to be in league with the stores to pay them to yeah. give out the stamps? But could right. you do you remember John could you go to a blue chip stamp store and buy things cash or did you have to was it all stamps No. No, I think you as I remember you had to have the stamps. They weren't set up where you could just go how about if I give you this much cash. They were set up to trade it for stamps as I recall, but who knows. There might have been loopholes. But I seem to recall that's the way you did it. Where was the blue chip stamp store? I remember there was one on uh, board. Their subsidiary of Wesco Financial. Wow. I believe. Uh, they also, uh, West Coast owns a uh, C's candy. Oh, wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. 
So I wonder when they stopped doing it. I don't know. Because you used to see the signs. Like at a gas station, it would say, you know, we have green stamps or blue chip Oh, yeah. Stamps so when, you, whatever, when you, know? you made a purchase, you'd get your receipt and they would give you these little stamps. They were a little bigger than a post. Oh, there we go. Uh, and so the more you spent, the more stamps they gave you, I guess. Yeah, and they were, they were bigger than a postage stamp and you'd fill these little books with them. You fill these little yeah. paper books. You know, it was nuts. And then you go take your paper books and you'd be like, for 5,000 books full of stamps, you can have this. You know, they had a catalog. I think there's a catalog where you could look at what you needed. You're like, like okay, all I need is 100 more books of stamps and I can get this TV or whatever. You know? That's it. That's it. Love it. That must have been nice. From the past. Boy, you know, that's like talking about uh, gas rationing cards. There you go. You, know, you have to talk to somebody who's, you know, Around in the 40s, you know, like the gas rationing books for the you put this stamp in your window and only on certain days could you get gas and all that. Some fun, huh? I love that. We're like, huh, how about that? Mm-hmm. Well, well, speaking anyway, of blue chip was- stocks, guys, it's been a, it's been another yeah. fun week here in the, the old United States. But, uh, you know, where I feel um I feel like I felt good that we had a we had a chance to talk about everything and, and talk it all and everybody got a mm-hmm. chance to you know just kind of get get through things and I'm glad that we're back to a point where we can watch dumb movies and laugh. Who who are we saying come on to? Is that a dog or a cat? What's that? Somebody what? was like, "Come on." Is that a dog or I'm a talking cat? To dog. Talking to the dog. <laughs> what? What? The dog is always near you when you podcast and when we do game night. Hey, shout out to Michael Bagford. Michael Bag, Mikey Bags joined us for game night last week. We suckered him in. We suckered him in. When you can't get a John Sandy, you get yourself a Mikey Bags. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I should, I don't know how I should feel about that. I don't know how he should feel about John that. John Sandy has never met Mikey Bags because John Sandy refuses to get uh, technology. So, I mean, you're only hurting yourself uh, in the long run, John. I think so what, te- what technology do I need? You need, uh, is that what I need? We need the, you need the house party app. The house party app mm-hmm. on a phone or a laptop on your, sm- on your smartphone. I see. I see. Well, the last time I said, how about Marco Polo? How's that work? He went, Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't forget my, uh, well, you're so gonna... I, don't, I don't ask anymore, because the last time I said, hey, how do I get in on that and play games with you guys? You're like, oh, no. Oh, no. No, no. 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 <laughs> Listen, John. Oh, no. you will Not be... in this lifetime. You oh, no. no, it wasn't that. It, that <laughs> wasn't it. <laughs> Marco Polo is not the app you want to jump into straight away. You know okay. what I mean? You want to you you work your way up to the Marco Polo. I see. I, I don't see. know, John. It kind of sounds like he's just trying to placate you. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I, I don't want to be on Facebook. I don't particularly want to be on anything. So I'm probably better. Well, see, let me tell you, house party, house party. You're not. You're just on. It's like Zoom, but you don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to pay for it, and it's a smaller number of people. So you get a maximum yeah. number of eight. We're gonna get you on there tonight. All right. Yeah, buddy. Patrick's right. gonna walk you through that, and we're gonna get you on that yep. tonight. Okay. Every step of the way. I volunteer, okay. Patrick, too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We have faith in you. Patrick, you're the smartest one here. Oh, no, that's cool. Oh, boy. (laughs) Like that. (laughs) Shut up. Shut up, John. Shut up. (laughs) That's like saying you're the prettiest one here. Yeah, yeah. I am the prettiest one here. 
Patrick, don't ever feel bad about being the smartest man in the room. Yeah, don't ever apologize for being the smartest man in the room. Are you Only kidding me? if I was the smartest man in the room. You are so smart, guy. Come on. <laughs> I am pretty, though. God, marks and good looks. Jesus. Oh. Keep, keep lying to me, baby. If anyone could... <laughs> draws good? Oh, my God. Triple threat. Yeah, he you smell good. great, too. He draws, pretty, draws pretty pictures, too. And you smell good. You always smell really nice. <laughs> you smell real pretty. That, that fix all. This conversation is over. <laughs> Y'all make me laugh. All right, here we go. Y'all so funny. You guys are great. It's good to have you guys again. It's good to hear Sandy again. I'm glad you're doing well, Sandy. Sandy, hey. how's been life been for you during the quarantine, man? You're just taking care of uh, taking care of a cat, and of course, Jake's taking care of you. So it's like a little circle of life thing you guys got going on over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I know what I wanted to ask you, uh, Sandy. You finally started watching, even though I need to get you the two other discs, you finally started watching the Jeremy Brett uh, Sherlock Holmes series from the 1980s. Please give us a yes. quick review of that because it is my uh, favorite Sherlock Holmes of all. I love it. Um, I've only watched two episodes because I've been multitasking while watching shows and it, it the two episodes were so good that I want to wait to give them my full attention. Beautiful. Um, so you watched The Crooked Man. We talked about that one. And yeah. and then what was the other one on that disc? I always forget. Is it? Uh, I forgot is, off the top of my head. Is it The Norwood Builder? Honestly, can't remember. I don't have the best memory. Dang it. I might even rewatch it. Just because I wanted to pay it even more attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but what what's the guy who plays Sherlock? What's J- his name? Jeremy Brett. He's fantastic. He really is. I feel like you should be able to watch it online somewhere. They are very hard to find. I have digital copies of them. They're hard to find. You can find clips, but they weren't a BBC production. They were a production of another network in the UK called ITV. And Granada Television. Are they all on Blu-ray now? They are all on Blu-ray, yes. Um, there you go. But I have them on DVD, and I gave Sandy the DVDs. I'm missing the first one, which is awful, because mm. that's the one with his first appearance. But you can pick them up pretty much anywhere in that season. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad you watched them, Sandy. I'm glad you yeah, enjoyed Yeah, thanks for lending me those. I appreciate it. Yeah, he really is great, and he uh, he's so good at being kind of a – Kind of a jerk, but kind of charming at the same yes. time. <laughs> a nice ass. He Too ca- smart for his own good, but God, he's fun to watch. He, yeah, he captures the he captures the the characters so well. He captures the characters so well; it's really good. Um, and then I told, and that's my favorite. Um, up until they did the the Robert Downey Jr. version, that was my favorite uh, portrayal of Watson as someone who wasn't necessarily bumbling. He just wasn't Sherlock Holmes. John knows very much about my 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 oh, yeah. my disapproval with most portrayals of Doctor Watson, but uh, yeah, you that, like uh, Jude Law the best. Jude Law was good. Um, I still like David Burke, which is the one that Sandy's watching. I think he's still my favorite. Um, but what about uh, Martin uh, Martin Freeman, Martin Freeman and Sherlock is great. He's very good too. Very, very good. Yeah, he's really good. I like him in that. Mm-hmm. He's a good Watson as well. You know, a capable. How about Lucy Liu? Uh, n- I've never watched Elementary. I've never watched it. I am a Lucy Liu fan. Otherwise, um, well, let's not. 
but yes. Ew. Uh. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What? You don't like Lucy Lou? No, she doesn't like re- response to Lucy. I didn't like that response. Oh, you don't like the noise, though. I guess I, I, guess I creeped her out. She really wouldn't like Bob Hope. Stop. <laughs> natural response. The eyes bug out, like that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I reserve that for my wife, Selma Hayek. She gets the highest. (laughs) I prefer Uh. swing. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That to me is creepy. That's creepy. Haven't you haven't you on occasion Oh, go ahead. No, no. I did that when I saw Tom Holland on the screen. Swing. I see. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, so to you, swing is better than arr, arr, arr. you like yes. that? Yes, <laughs> Wow, she's yeah. really not gonna like Bob Hope. <laughs> uh, I would love, I would love a piece of that pie. Whoa, <laughs> you don't like that? Or Bob Hope? No, what is, no one does that. <laughs> you well, never, you obviously gotta, never watched the Three Stooges. Maybe we could do some Tex Avery cartoons. Yeah. They're starting to put Tex Avery on. Uh, they just put Tex Avery on Blu-ray. There you go. See? About, um, I think there's 20 of his best on Blu-ray starting this week. Nice. Nice. Yeah. You're going to see a lot of that. Ooga. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Red hot riding. <laughs> the great Tex Avery. Oh, poor Justine. What you deal with on a weekly basis, I don't. But you get it. You pay us back by giving Casablanca a six. So mm-hmm. it's 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 even. I'll keep giving it a six. Um, <laughs> well, guys, we watched uh, we watched two gems this week. Uh, let's let's get started for. Let's get into the digital movie club, shall we? Okay. Yantan. Shall we? Yantan. Yantan. What digital movies? Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, you screwed up. No. You give it a pause and then you go. You screwed up. Let's do it again. And action. Yet. Dun dun. Dun dun. No! <laughs> you did it again! No, I was right! You go. Mario, I think you should just do your quick one. That one? Yeah. <laughs> 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 The Lone Ranger. Edits. Don't worry, guys. We're going to fix this all in post. Here we go. Digital Movie Club. And you're in the club. Fantastic, guys. So this week we had two. That was the best one yet. (laughs) We had two 1980s classics. Where do we want to go? Do we want to do the... uh, do we want to do uh, the Bowie movie first, or do we want to do the, uh, the 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 Matthew Broderick movie first? Which one would you like to do? 
What are you asking? Um, I'm going to ask. Have a little tavern, huh? I'm going to ask Jake this time. We always ask uh, John, or we always ask Justine. Jake, what would you like yeah. to do first? Let's start. Let's start off with some with some Bowie. Uh, Bowie, yes, Bowie. Uh, you remind me of the babe. <laughs> I'm looking at the uh, yeah. You remind me of a babe. Uh, I did my Bowie James Mason there. Uh, you remind me of a babe. Ah uh, yes, you remind uh, me of the babe. Wh- which babe? <laughs> the babe of power. What power? Power of hoodoo. Hoodoo. <laughs> you do do what? <laughs> John, that is from Bachelor in the Bobby Sox. Here, is it not? Ascot uh, not? I have never seen. I've never seen the Bachelor in the Bobby Soxer. Yeah, I think that's Cary Grant. You remind me of a of a. Is it? You remind me of a man, the man with the power. <laughs> power of who do you do? Uh, yeah. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Okay, who had not seen Labyrinth? I feel like everybody was already well versed in this movie, except for John. John had never seen it. I know. I've never seen Correct. it either. You had never seen it either, Patrick. You've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. You're a fan of all things Muppety, Jake. Yeah. I, I am. I am very appreciative of all things Muppety. All right. J- uh, so, J- Jake, let's Muppet. start with you. It's your pick. What did, had you seen this before? I have seen this before. It's been a while, so I didn't remember. I didn't remember all the details, but I got. I had the gist of it. Okay. Um, but it's just. It's just a great, quirky. Kind of weird eighties movie, you know. Yeah, in a, in in a in a real, they just go with it. They go with the weirdness, which they, is yeah, it does not stop. Mm-hmm. Full on weird all the time. Every time you every time you <laughs> think you know what's going on, every time you think you have an idea of what's going to happen, what's going on, they just kind of it's kind of pull something out of left field. Mm-hmm. Dog dog riding dogs as steeds. <laughs> Doormen, doormen, like uh, like the face cards on a deck of cards, like just yeah, completely out there. And but it uh, absolutely works with David Bowie and his whole look and persona. So, and his cod piece, and his cod piece. Yes, uh, the, beautiful cod piece. But, <laughs> Bowie's wow. cod, Bowie's cod piece mm-hmm. is to this is uh, is to is to this movie what. Ricardo Montalban's chest is to Wrath of Khan. <laughs> yes. 100%. Um, and they both have similar hair. So they have that They have that working for them. Um, 80s hair. It is very 80s what hair. Better, what better person to pick to be some mystical wizard than David Bowie? Of course. Some kind of weird mystical out there kind of. And he, this this is when he's at the absolute height of his David Bowie-ness, too. This is like the, you know, mm-hmm. this is the pinnacle of David Bowie being David Bowie. But uh, you know what? To add to what you said, Jake, what I do appreciate about this movie, and they did it in The Dark Crystal as well. What I, what I appreciate about all the Jim Henson movies, even though I prefer this movie to The Dark Crystal, is that he, it's a fully realized world. It's a fully realized world with its own rules and its own characters and pe- inhabitants of you know, people that live in that world. And uh, you have to give them credit for doing that, for world building. Um, uh, th- Absolutely. This is, this is another one on par with. That's the one thing I took away from the Dark Crystal. While the Dark Crystal was kind of boring, um, they did build an actual world, and it felt like a real place. It felt like a, a real fantasy world. And I feel that way about um, Labyrinth as well. 
Uh, but you did yeah. enjoy the. Uh, really, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, like you really don't feel too bad for all those children who were turned into little goblins. <laughs> they really don't have it that bad. <laughs> no, Bowie's kind of around, singing, dancing. You know, he seems pretty nice as long as you don't uh, if you don't cross him. He seems like a pretty decent guy. Pretty decent guy, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, they don't really address the fact that the goblins are still goblins at the end of the movie. I just thought about mm-hmm. that. Uh, all right. Let, well, thank you, Jake. Did Sandy watch oh, it with one you? One more thing. Yeah, uh, I watched both of them this week. Oh, perfect. Okay, well, what were you going to say, Jake? And then we'll, we'll ask Sandy what she thought. Oh, one thing. Um, you can look at this movie's plot in two ways. It's either a girl who goes on a fantastic adventure to save her baby brother, or it's about um, it's about a lady with um, full-blown schizophrenia. <laughs> That's true. A young, a- at the very end, like, you can, like, just sometimes, I just need you guys. <laughs> if you ever need That's a spouse, I'm like, oh, Jesus, she's just... She just fell off. She fell off the, the train or whatever. You don't know where. Well, that's why later on when she falls in love with a guy with her jetpack, she's you, you believe it because you're like this, that's right. the natural response. You're like this girl's already been through the ringer. Why wouldn't she fall in love with a guy with a jetpack? Um, can I can I add something in real quick? Go ahead, brother. So this was seven point four on IMDb, seventy one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Came out June twenty seventh, nineteen eighty six, with a whopping. Hold on, I had the money. Where'd it go? Uh, whopping. Ooh, baby, where are you? Whopping, whopping. Right here. $13.9 million box office. What was the budget? Budgeted 25 Whoa. We did. It, it was not, it did not do much at the box office. It did not do very well. This was a- People, Box office flop. People have forgotten that over time because it's got a it's got a huge cult following now. Um, <clears throat> you know, it was it was eighty five. Man, we were we were going back to the future. You know what I mean? So, you know, we had we had other things on our mind back in eighty five. Um, but I feel like time has been very kind to this movie in a lot of ways. Uh, so let's talk to Sandy. Sandy, what did you think watching uh, Labyrinth with David, the great David Bowie? Well, obviously, I missed it as a kid because this is my first time watching it. Um, so, for it being a kid movie, I am surprised by how much I liked it. Very nice. And was it mostly yeah. because of Bowie's cod piece? Uh, that was my least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it was very distracting. Hi there, all cod pieces. Huh? Hi there. Hello. <laughs> Hey, sailor. At, at least, at least they didn't stuff a soccer in there or something. Yeah. kind of like <laughs> it's a kid's movie. By the way, you know. By the way, Sandy. Next time we're at the game shop, which hopefully will be you know before too long, uh, the labyrinth board game. Oh, you know, yeah. it has the little minis and Bowie's. It, it's <laughs> yeah, let me just say it's it's anatomically correct. The little oh, no. uh, yeah yeah yeah. So just so uh, you know. <laughs> okay. I think we're just I gonna. A little lump. I think we're just going to call this this episode Bowie's cod piece. <laughs> I mean, I'm into it. But you, what, you call it swing. <laughs> but uh, did you? So you did like the movie, Sandy? Oh yeah, I liked um, all the like her trying to get through puzzles and that last scene with the staircases. I thought that looked so cool. Oh, they looked like an Escher painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. There's a lot of really fun visual effects in this one. There's a lot of really fun ideas uh, in this one. Mm -hmm. Uh, So let's go to another person I think likes this movie. And that's going to be my man, Patrick, over here. How you doing, Patrick? I I love the visual effects in this movie. Um, minus the whole uh, flame spirit scene. Um, oh, the visual effects, the practical effects in this are done fantastically and really well done. They do a mix of puppeteering, animatronics, and uh, costume work, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And so visually, I've always thought this it's been beautiful. The world's beautiful. David Bowie's fantastic. Um, Story-wise, it's really flat for me. Like it's, it doesn't really draw you in. There's not a. It's pretty much just a consistent forward up arc. There's not really highs and lows. Um, and it's just, it's, it, it doesn't do much for me. It's the same issue I have with um, Dark Crystal as well. Sometimes is where the story is kind of like we know it, it's predictable. Yeah. Thank you. So I mean that's that's my only gripe for this movie. I, I visually I love it. I just wish there was more content. Yeah, that that I that, think the, I, go that ahead. I was going to say that's a legitimate argument between this and the um, and the Dark Crystal kind of have that same. They suffer from a lack of character development a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's th- like Jennifer Connelly's the same character through the whole movie. Mm-hmm. No, she's growing. No. Well, no, she had character yeah. development within the first ten minutes. She's like, "I want you gone," and then she's like, "Oh no, I don't want. I don't actually want to lose my baby." Yeah, it's exactly that's it's it's. There's no, you know, you don't see her change. It's just, hey, no, yes, she's no. unselfish. She realizes that things are just junk. What and then at the end of the movie, about? she's selfish again. No, because there's that scene where she cut where you know she tells him, "You're my friend." And, you know, you've helped me, even though he wasn't being very friendly. She realizes she needed him as a friend. And, she, you know, she... it was like all the issues wrong with her. She realizes that. So what you're saying is that she uses people to get what she needs. <laughs> if it helps her move forward. Yes. So she's a sociopath. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say she's a sociopath. It's all I, it's all I get. I say that she's a teenager and that she learns that, you know. You know, she has life isn't fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. She's a teenager. She learns how to live with a little brother. She learns how to live with a, with a sibling. Yeah, she learns that life isn't yeah. fair, and that you need to construct um, some defenses within your mind to live <laughs> with real life. Well, that and you know the evil goblins that were trying to kill you at the beginning of the story—you're really friends with. There's nothing wrong with that. So, like, that, that's my, like, take on this movie. I think it's a beautiful movie, uh, but it's just story-wise, it falls short for me. All right. That, that's you, a fa- you're a big fan of uh, Brian... What's it, how do you pronounce his last name? Proud? Proud. Yeah, Proud. And this you're is, a big was fan of his work. Off, yeah. This is based off his work, and they do a beautiful job. I do, I do think in this movie, they definitely did a better job with the puppets emoting and feeling emotion. Yeah, it seems like most of them are almost like uh, animatronic masks yeah. more than uh, puppets. Yeah, yeah. so like I, I definitely think that they did a better job than Dark Crystal with that. I think that was well done. Especially um, uh, Luda. Oh, yeah. Well, Luda. They, they did a great job with the, uh, like if you look at the scene where she's uh, with the door knockers. Uh, yeah. Those are all really, really well animated. Uh, and, uh, well, I mean everything. I mean, but uh, yeah, listen. I mean, and, you know, you want to know more about like David Bowie's character? You don't get much of it. Yeah, why is he doing? Why is Jareth doing what he's doing? You know, exactly. 
Why is he kidnapping little children and turning them into his uh, slaves? The people have to know. Where you have to ask Jennifer Connelly why. The question is, why aren't we doing that? Wow. <laughs> Sandy hidden deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me ask you a question, uh, Patrick. Uh, even though the even though the um, the the visuals aren't great on the on that uh, fire spirit sequence. How long does it take you to get the song Chili Down out of your head uh, after you watch this movie? <laughs> that scene just makes me a little uncomfortable. Right, because they're just throwing their heads around? I couldn't understand well, half of what they were saying, so I didn't. I know. It stick in my head. It's just the... There's been, like, conversation around that scene in particular in this movie, but it's... I don't know. You okay? Don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do drugs. All right, here we go. We're up to. We're going up to John Sandy now. John Sandy has never seen this movie. This is a ju- to to quote the uh, to quote our friends over at the uh, home video house. This is a John Sandy never seen. <laughs> Let's talk about it, John. Ready? Go. Take it away, John Sandy. Um. Yeah, I wasn't crazy about it, and I'm a big I'm a big Bowie fan. Um, this is the period where I'm not like music wise. This is the period where I'm least interested in Bowie. It's right after Let's Dance, and he's got about he's got about eight years where he's just doing kind of boring music before he kind of uh, gets good again. So I don't know because the music in this movie just did not, and he did all the music. You know, it's him writing the songs, performing the songs. I just they really left me cold. And um, he's okay as the Goblin King, but they don't do much with him. You know, That's my he's not point, yeah. all that. He's not all that menacing. He seems like he's kind of wasted. You know, in the part, uh, it's not that he's bad. It's just that they don't do a hell of a lot with him. And um, on the other side, I think, at, like Dark Crystal, the sets and costumes and production design just look amazing. Uh, yes, really cool, and um, maybe even a step up from Dark Crystal. But. And it, the story just seems like a retread, although I do appreciate all the little nods to um, Wizard of Oz and Alice in Wonderland. There's a couple scenes uh, throughout the movie where it's very obvious that it's kind of an homage to uh, Alice mm-hmm. in Wonderland and uh, Wizard of Oz. I thought that, that was kind of cool. Um, all the characters that are like done with animatronics and puppets, I thought they were really well done. And um, it's not that there's any bad acting. I thought Jennifer Connelly was fine. Um, so beautiful already, but I'm just going to leave it at that because she's only 16 in this movie. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just, I don't know, the whole movie just kind of left me cold. I, you know, when it was over, I thought, nah, you know, I'm just, you know, but I, I, you have to say hats off to the, the production design and the, uh, the costumes and the makeup and all that was just amazing. Yeah. Right, so right, right. I guess uh, it's it's a mixed bag. It's kind of like Dark Crystal. I I wanted to like it. I wished I'd liked it more. But in the end, it just kind of was one of those ones where I'm like looking at my watch, going, "Okay, how much how much more is there to go?" You know? Do you think that has to do with just the idea that maybe as we get older, it's harder to for uh, like a a creation that we know as a puppet to hold our attention? Maybe there's no way of knowing if I'd see, I always say this, if I'd seen this at nine, maybe I would have liked it better, but there's yeah. no way of knowing. And the fact that I hadn't seen it until like this week, you know, so there's no way of knowing if this would have blown me away if I was like in first grade or something. But, um, like, as you get older, it's a little tougher. You're looking for a little more. Um, 
Although I don't know, the Wizard of Oz still works. <laughs> it seems I, like it works no matter no matter how many I times agree. you've seen it. You know, I agree with John. Like, I definitely I think your 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 take on this movie is pretty accurate. Um, it's same way I feel. Like visually, it's beautiful. Story wise, doesn't do much. All right. I will say. I did not realize that this was written. The screenplay was by Terry Jones. I had no idea. And um, there are some Python-esque moments. There's yes. some scenes that, you know, the, the dialogue is very, you know, sort of tricky, puzzly uh, dialogue. It seems like there are a couple lines right out of Life of Brian or Holy Grail. So that was kind of fun. But, um, you know, I had no idea that he was the guy that wrote the screenplay. There you go, John C. And I... I guess he's got a connection. I guess he's done other things with Brian Froud. I guess, I guess um, Patrick would know more about that. I think they wrote a couple books together or something. I believe so. Yeah. That um, that one. It's like a book of uh, pressed fairies, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that are all squashed between the pages. I think Terry Jones was in on that. Hmm. There you go. See, guys. So there you have it. So, John, you can find some good in things that you that aren't necessarily up your alley. Yeah, you know, you don't want to slam anything just for the sake of slamming it. I wanted to like it. It just, it, it just in the in the end, it kind of left me a little cold. I'm, I'm proud of you, John. I'm proud of you. That's what she said. <laughs> what? Whoa! I must say, nobody's ever said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just it out there, ladies. Hey, ladies. Hey, ladies. Uh, let's let's rank this one. Jerry's right, folks. Let's go with uh, let's go with uh, with uh, Jake. What would you like to rank uh, Labyrinth? I want to know. I think you forgot somebody. You forgot somebody. No, I know what one. Justine. No, Justine's going to give it a ten. I already know. She didn't talk about the movie. Justine didn't review it yet. She's giving it a ten. I already know. I think he was trying to avoid it. Uh, would I? Why would I do that? I understand. I why? understand. I understand. <laughs> Justine, go ahead. You skipped right over her. Justine, go right ahead. Let's talk about it. How did you feel about this movie? Oh, it's my turn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the opposite of the game. That's the opposite of the game night conversation, where it's like cracks her knuckles, ready to ready to ruin some childhood dreams. <laughs> yep. oh, Let's little, go, bitch. <laughs> little old me, right here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Charming. I I mean, I've seen this a few times. Charming to the last. Um, it's always scared me, so it's just like a scary movie. Wow. But I like it. I like the scare. Mm-hmm. I just like, like, I watched a lot of 80s movies when I was little. Mm-hmm. And just like anything really 80s kind of freaks me out. It's always really scary, right? When you see the uh, hobo. What's it? <laughs> Is it Hoggle? 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 He's like creepy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hoggle. He's just scary. Wouldn't you think he's scary as a kid? Mm -hmm. I I was very terrified of him. How old were you when you saw this movie? I don't even know. It was on TV Mm. so many times. It came out the year I was born, so I'm not. Like, I had to have seen it like a little bit later, but it was always on TV. I watched it whenever I was sick. Um, and I, like I always, I always remembered looking at David Bowie and being confused. I was always confused <laughs> if I if I liked him or if I was. I was always confused about being con- like if I 
if I was attracted to him or not. It was always very confusing when I was. Sounds like David Bowie. Yeah, that's what Bowie. That's, yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah, the. Oh, to be creeped out. That's listen. I got news yeah. for you, Justine. That's how we all feel about David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. right. Well, when yeah. I look at Is him, it? I'm like, so when I watch the movie, because I haven't watched it in like, I probably haven't watched that movie in like 15 years. But when I was watching it, I was like, I don't know. Do I like him still? I still have no idea. <laughs> That's crazy. It's just like, because you see Jennifer, Con- it's just weird because the movie's setting you up where she's kind of like, whoa, who are you? And I'm like, does she like him? Am I supposed to like him? And as a kid, like, there's usually always another guy that you end up liking. Mm-hmm. Well, that's Hoggle. <laughs> and I, huh? <laughs> that's Hoggle. <laughs> you know, definitely not. <laughs> and when I was little, I thought the little, um, I thought the little goblins lived behind my mirror. So I was always scared of my mirror. Like what was behind? <laughs> oh, that's 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 so interesting. Really, you really thought the, go- the I mean, it was the goblins well, yeah, from Labyrinth. The way she's talking, I thought cause you know she's kind of facing the mirror. I always assumed they were behind the mirror. These goblins, yeah. like this, the the goblin scenes in this movie, besides the end fight, like they're nightmare fuel. They was yeah. they scared me when I was little, and like I always <laughs> believed they lived behind my mirror, and I was always scared to just stare at my mirror because I thought they were all staring back at me waiting. Wow. They hide. Yeah, so um I just have like little nightmares with the movie, but uh and also very mixed feelings about David Bowie. That that's all I'm gonna say about the movie. Hmm. He's got charisma, but you're thinking, is he the bad guy? Because there's that or scene where they're dancing. Yeah. That scene where they're dancing confusing. and he's making eyes at her in the in the glass globe and you're going, well, you know, what's is he putting the moves on her? What's going on? You know? Yeah, I just I just remember being confused, like, am I in love with this guy? <laughs> he's the bad guy, but also he's really nice to her. I'm now you've transferred you've transferred that confusion of feelings to your current relationship, which I think is Yeah, right? Now I'm like, oh. Do do I like him? <laughs> Do I like him, or is he just scaring me into liking him? Yeah, the Goblin King. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess. Yeah, I guess. All right, that that was an interesting. Um, but you do enjoy the movie. I have very mixed. If I feel like having mixed emotions, I will watch it. Yeah. Wow, that, that's a weird. What a weird mood to be in. I feel like being conflicted. Yeah. <laughs> well, well also, another... you said. Mm-hmm. You, you said you watch it when you were sick, so then maybe, maybe that yeah. had some effect on you. <laughs> maybe. Maybe I was on drugs and was like, whoa, what's happening? When I'm sick, <laughs> when I'm hallucinating in a fever dream. Yeah, whenever like I would call, whenever I would stay home and be sick, like I'd always watch movies, and I remember Labyrinth being on a lot. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. All right. He's a creepy, cute guy. Confused. I mean, that's, that's Bowie that's in a Bowie. nutshell. That, that's his whole career. His whole career is based on that sort of uh, attraction repulsion factor. Yeah. You know what's funny, John? That that video resurfaced this week. Of uh, this is like it's like from '82, and he's taking yeah. one of he's on MTV and there. There's like '82, '83. It's from '83. I'm sorry, and he's um, he's he's being interviewed on MTV, and he takes them to task for not featuring black artists. And he, boy, he really knows his stuff and his argument. And the VJ that he's arguing with, you know, um, is, you know, it it doesn't, you know, he keeps it very civil, 
but it's also like he really wants to know what the de- you know why why is this happening why why aren't there you know and he starts you know naming artists that could they could be playing and so it's really great it's a really really great um really great interview if you can find it it's online it's floating around again but my favorite thing is he says uh, when when the when the guy gives him kind of a mealy mouthed answer uh, Bowie says, isn't that interesting? In the most Bowie way possible. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> it's really great. So if you can find yeah. it. And he's like, he's super, he's just really cool, you know, and charming. You know, he's not, you know, but he stands his ground, you know, and he's not taking, he's not letting yeah. them, you know, yeah. he's not letting the guy off the hook for the answer. He's being civil, right. but at the same time, you know, he's he keeps pushing it, you know. It's really great. It's, it's, and it's that a, was... That was the elephant in the room from the time MTV started. That was the elephant in the room. Why is this just all white artists, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he got until um, Mike, Michael Jackson, you know. Exactly, until Thriller. Yeah. What, what were you going to say, Justine? Have you ever heard of this movie called, um, called The War Switch? No. No. War switch. The worst well, witch anyways. or the war switch? The worst witch. The worst <laughs> witch. The worst witch. It came out in '86, but this movie, I always, I always compared it with Labyrinth because Tim Curry is this hot heartthrob in it, and I don't think he's cute, but they're making him the heartthrob, and I'm very confused with that one too. What? Patrick or somebody with a clicky keyboard, can you give us a rundown on the worst witch? The worst and it has uh, Charlotte Ray from Mrs. Uh-huh. from from uh, from uh, Facts of Life. Available on Netflix right now. Seven point four on IMDb. It was a show. No, it's a movie. Hmm. It's a movie. Hmm. Uh, you sure? Yeah, it's a hmm. movie. It's not a show. And anyways, hmm. Tim Curry. Tim Curry is this heartthrob that comes to the school and she falls in love with him. And I'm like, Tim Curry, that like, he's not cute. But like, all of a sudden I had like semi feelings for him is the same way I felt about David Bowie. So I always put it's them chariz- in the same category. It's called char- okay. it's charisma. 7.1 on IMDb, 1986. Uh, so a clumsy new student blunders along at Miss Cackles, an international academy. Four witches. Oh, it's like a Harry Potter uh, thing, yeah. Sounds a lot like a knockoff Harry Potter to me. Starring <laughs> Faruza Ball, Tim Curry, Charlotta Ray, Diana Riggs, and Anna Kipling. Our friend Diana Rigg is in it. I might have to look this up. Really? Uh, who was the uh, who was the young who was the young lead you said? Uh Fariza Block. Oh Faruza Balk. Oh Fariza Balk. Ah. Directed by Robert oh. Young. She's the main girl. She's the main girl in it. Faruza Bulk, we all know her. For the craft. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, because it's 86. She's a child. She was Miss Vicky Valancourt in The Water Park. Okay, so she's like in Return to Oz and then this and then The Craft, right? Return to Oz is like the 90s. Or no, 80s. She's like a little kid, right? Yeah. And then The Craft. So anyway, like Tim Curry is this throb, heart throb that has like air blowing behind him, like lights behind him while he's singing. He's singing. Huh. He's like a star and he's a singer. And you're like, whoa, I don't understand. It's very confusing when you watch it. It's the same thing they Doctor, do with David Bowie. Dr. Frankenfurter. 
Oh, it was, not, it was a TV. It was a TV movie. Oh. Yeah. It was released. Yeah, a TV movie it was director. a British TV movie. I've seen it a lot. <laughs> I saw that movie huh. a lot as a kid. It was always on TV. Interesting. Wow. I don't remember. Tim Curry's had a very strange career when you see the stuff he's been in after Rocky Horror Picture Show. He had a very strange career. Yeah. Hell, I mean, he's even the lead in the original production of Spamalot. He was King Arthur in Spamalot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's right, spam a lot. Yeah, so if you guys want mixed feelings about people, I would watch David Bowie and watch that movie. <laughs> Tim Curry. We'll tr- we'll try it out, dude. We'll yeah, try it out. These old British, these old British guys playing heartthrobs, and they're not cute. You know what it's time for? It's time to rank this movie. Let's talk about it. Uh, Justine, what do you give it? Mm, I give it a seven. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. That uh, is that is a good bit better than Casablanca. Yeah, uh, uh, Jake, what do you think, buddy? I give it a six and a half. Six point five, not bad. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, not bad. this is a six for me. That gives it a six. John, Sandy, I give it a five. Wow, five, lower than Casablanca. Brutal. I give it a seven. I like Labyrinth. I would give it a seven. Uh, I'm up there with Justine. Um, I'm confused by David Bowie yet. I'm, did you watch it when you were sick? I'm in, inexorably drawn to David <laughs> Bowie. I did not. The first time I saw this was at the video store, and I just thought it was cool because I like Bowie. So, and then the, yeah. I, I thought the Muppet effects were really cool. And so, uh, yeah, uh, I give this one a seven. Seven, buddy. Is, is Sandy waking it? Sandy is, but it's not going to count because we don't want to ruin any, any averages. <laughs> Sandy, what are you going to give it this one? Seven. seven. Sandy gives it a seven. Triple sevens. Look at that. Jackpot. We can put it in. That's what she said. All right, guys. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you, can, you can be a guest so long as their opinion matches ours. It's the movie that Jake has been waiting for. Jake, this whole time, all Jake wanted was a, was a, was an 80s teen comedy from director John Hughes. Did we go with Pretty in Pink? No. Did we go to Breakfast Club? No. No. But we went with probably his best, in my opinion, except for the last there's a there's, there's a there's a there's a spot in the third act that really drags. Uh but you don't like Home Alone? But other than that, uh was Home Alone? In, <laughs> no, this Ferris Bueller's is better than Home Alone. Come on. Come on. Get pull your head out of your ass. <laughs> You're fading out, Mario. Hello? You're fading. Am I here? Can you hear me now? Yeah. How about 16 Candles? Oh, 16 Candles is okay. It's not without its problems these days. Some uh, some of the... Curly Sue? uh, Curly Sue's a a good one. Uncle Buck. (laughs) Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck, of course. Let's talk about Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Patrick, give us the breakdown. 7.8 7.8 on IMDb, 80% on Rotten Tomatoes came out June 11th, 1986, uh, directed by John Hughes. Featured song is Oh Yeah, and a whopping. Hold on, I got the dollars for you right here. Budget Ooh. 
Budget was six million, grossed cumulative worldwide seventy point seven million dollars. This is a huge, Jesus. huge movie back in those days. Uh, let's talk about this. Let's talk Sandy. We'll start with our guest first this time, Sandy. Uh, you know, your boyfriend loves 80s comedies and uh, 80s teen comedies. And uh, this is kind of considered the ultimate 80s teen comedy. Sandy, what did you think? Uh, well, I'm not well versed in 80s comedies, but I love this movie. Yes. This movie is gold. <laughs> <laughs> what did you like best about it? Uh, I just like that you can watch it over and over again, and it's always entertaining. Yes. Very quotable. Always funny. Yes. Really brings you back to high school days, but like, you know, the good part of high school. Your friends. Uh, Doing fun shit. You know, this movie, more than the other John Hughes movies, uh, you know, all the kids in the background, all the kids that are sitting in class, you know, when the teachers are being boring and all that stuff, this really does look like the 80s for me. This was my... 80s experience. I was in high school when this movie came out. And so when I see, not necessarily the main characters, but when I see, you know, all those shots of the kids just sitting in class and being bored or walking the hallways, that's what the 80s look like. That's what that's what kids in my high school look like. So this one is always good for me to go back. And I feel that way kind of like the, the kids, in the background kids in, in 16 Candles at like the dance and stuff like that. Um, there's certain moments about it to capture, you know, the eighties very, very well. Um, you know, obviously not the, you know, the, the leads are always kind of costumed, you know, so, but, yeah, uh, did anyone have those deep, deep Z sweaters? <laughs> they did actually, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it wasn't like, you know, they would, they would always dress them a certain way, like the leads, you know, but, uh, the, uh-huh. the, the jacket that, that his girlfriend wears, that was, that was With a very eighties. Yeah. And that the skirt she has, like that was a very eighties skirt. Like, you know, she probably looks the most, but like, you know, you know, Cameron wearing his Detroit Red Wings with the with the you know the uh um his um khakis and all that. It's like, okay, that's that's a little bit of a, an affected look. But uh, but yeah, uh this this movie really does capture that for me, like that at least what the kids look like, you know. Um did you uh let me ask you this. Were you surprised that Ferris is for being the hero is kind of an a-hole and kind of a manipulator? No, that's what makes it fun. It's all the subtle comedy, like his snarkiness and like just everything he does in the day. He's like, I got to make the most of this. And you see him like all of his costume changes at home. Yes. He goes to the, to the pool to, playing clarinet with a fedora on that see he reminds you of jake when he's doing doing stuff like that right that's very much Um, like a jake yeah you'd probably play the clarinet about the same Mm -hmm. never had one lesson lesson. that's it yeah uh well i'm glad you enjoyed it sandy i'm I'm glad you liked it had you you had never as soon as we what was that you had never seen it before no, I, I've seen it a few times. I think the first time was in college. Oh, okay. Um, didn't didn't grow up watching it, but as soon as we finished it, I was like, I could watch this again right now. Yeah, Nicole and I played it, watched it during game night. Uh, we were having a game night, and we were just sitting there, and you know, on in the background. But you know, you I know every line, so it's like, oh, here we are again, and it still makes me laugh all these years, all these years later. It still makes me laugh. Um, yep. Uh, one of the lines I quote the most, uh, anytime anybody would try to call out of work, 
sick, I would say, take some Pepto-Bismol and get over here. <laughs> uh, that's always a, a good line. Uh, so, Jake, where does this rank among your 80s teen comedies? You mean among my John Hughes movies? Yes, yes. Um, I I like this one uh, a little bit more than uh, Weird Science. All right. That one's also, also, I think those are like top two. All right. Very nice. Very top nice. Top two John Hughes movies. But I mean, this is just, this is just high school. You know, I mean, there's, there's going to, no matter who you are, there's going to be a scene. There's going to be a moment even if it's a side character where you're going to relate to something that's going on or what they're doing or, you know, there's always those days where you wake up and you're like, God, I really don't want to go to school. I'd like anything else but school. That's true. And you get to watch MTV all day. You get to watch MTV all day. There you go. Yeah, uh, I mean, um, what a, what a perfect, uh, what a perfect cast for this. Um, yeah. Matthew Broderick really nails being Ferris Bueller. Yes. Especially all those references to the fourth wall. I think he was in, I forget the name of the play, but he was in a, he was in a Broadway show that did the same thing. And he was in another movie, which also referenced it. So it came very naturally for him to kind of be yeah, comedic. He very, he, fourth wall, kind of an asshole, but also charming. And it's kind of cool. Cause he does, he's young. He looks young enough to pull it off. He looks like he could be a senior like a kid getting ready to go to college, but still youthful enough. You know, he doesn't look like a, like a 30 year old playing a teenager. Um, and, and plays it very, very well. Uh, that, those opening scenes where he's in the bed. And, uh, I remember, uh, today's my dad's birthday. Happy birthday to my dad. Uh, and, uh, and I remember watching this with him and my dad was not a big comedy fan, but boy, he loved this movie. And he just thought it was funny that Ferris Bueller was getting away with this kind of stuff. And I thought it was funny that my dad thought it was funny because he would have killed me if I tried to pull anything like that off. You know, but he would just see it's that. Just the movie. Yeah, we, I was just sitting there watching it. He starts watching the opening scene where he's like, Papa? And my dad just thought that was the funniest thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And my brother, this is another fan of my brother, uh, also, my, you know, rest in peace to both of them. But, yeah, my brother would watch that scene over and over, just cracking up at uh, just what a manipulator he was and how well he pulled it off. Um, but so those opening scenes really do crack me up. And they, they set the tone for the rest of the movie in, in a great way. Um, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is probably my, yeah, this, is, uh, this for me is probably my favorite Hughes movie. But let's go over to my friend. Patrick and hear what he has to say. Ferris Bueller is what every teenage boy wanted to be. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, I love this movie. It's probably the only John Hughes movie I actually like. Um, wow. From like his 80s comedies, like 16 Candles, Pretty in Pink, all that. I don't enjoy Weird Science. I didn't enjoy. Um, Shots fired. But... Yeah, I mean, it's it's just, it's, I don't know, that's, the 80s aren't really my favorite, you know, genre uh, or period in movies, but uh, Ferris Bueller has a special place in my heart because just, it's it's just the how he gets away with everything. The fact that he's sarcastic, like my family is extremely sarcastic, so I know exactly what he's like. Um, and it's just, it's, it's really nice. Um, and it's hilarious. I love the parade scene. It's one of my favorite parts of the movie, just with how ridiculous it is. He's singing 
mm-hmm. <laughs> city. Um, but yeah, it's a great movie. I love it. Uh, Justine. I hate that he's like that. I hate what he did to Cameron. <laughs> I am like Cameron could have easily shut him down. Shut up. Shut up. Leave him alone. He has issues. He can't stick up for himself. Leave him alone. I love Cameron. Cameron's my favorite. And I hate that Ferris Bueller's a jerk and pushes him to do things like that. Justine, let me let me just interrupt here. Let me jump in real quick. You know, a lot of people in the last few years have really uh, kind of turned on this character and said that he is like, you know, like I said, he's a manipulator. He's kind of a jerk. Um, so like, I'm not at all disagreeing with your opinion. When you watch it now, when you see it through the eyes of being older, you realize, you know, he does guilt his friend and his quote unquote friend into doing stuff that would, you know, get Cameron in trouble. But all for his day. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, he didn't benefit at all from that, except yelling at his dad later. But like, come on! You are <laughs> absolutely right, Justine. You're not you're wrong. No, like you're hundred percent correct. You're not wrong at all. Mm-hmm. But he cares about Cameron when no, he, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. The pool. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, nope, 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 nope. absolutely. Go, go, Justine, get him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't believe in his kind of look like that, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I've never really been a huge fan of this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, rewatching it now, I just got more angry at Ferris Bueller. Um, I do appreciate the way it flows, though, with the jokes and how everything's planned out for what the principal could do. Like, like that was cool. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like jerks. And you don't like the song. You don't like the song. Oh, yeah. I hate that song. <laughs> it oh, yeah. me out. Oh, oh. Uh, you know what? You just reminded me of another, another line I like to use in this movie. Whenever I, anybody like, if I'm chewing gum and someone says, "Do you have gum?" I'll say, "It's been in my pocket. It's real warm and soft." And hand them a gum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Uh, so many good quotes, so many good lines in this movie, and and the first post credit sequence. Uh, you're still here. Go home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know that had never been seen before. So, um, is that a dog? What's going on? Is that a dog whining or a bird? Whose house is that, Jake? It's probably mine. We have some little birds. In the tree, uh, right by my window, little birds, little baby, little, little baby, baby chick, little baby chickadees up in there. Oh, beautiful chickadees! Beautiful. Go throw a wet blanket over the nest, would you? Hey, uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Okay. <laughs> I kid. The wrath of this mama bird I, flying back and forth. All I day. kid because I love mama bird. Uh, speaking of mama birds, John Sandy. Let's talk Yo. about Ferris Bueller. I know you're no lover of teen comedies. What do you think of this one? 
yeah, this has got to be the funniest John Hughes comedy. I can't think of one that's better. Um, the timing is just so spot on. Everybody just, and also where he cuts on the, on the, uh, on the gags. It's just the timing, the comedic timing is just amazing. But I do agree with you that you're kind of conflicted because there are moments in the movie where you think this guy is an arrogant little asshole. And I'm not sure how I feel about him being the hero of the movie. Yeah. Having said that, having said that Matthew Broderick is so great in this movie. And when you think about it, that's kind of a lot of classic uh, comedy characters like Groucho Marx in real life. That would be a really annoying person to have to deal with. But being that it's a movie, you love it because he's just shutting people down left and right. And yes. Saying what you would like to say to people in authority, you know? Yeah. And it, it's the same with Bill Murray movies. A lot of times he acts like a jerk, but you're going, you know, in real life, this would be kind of fun. It wouldn't be fun to be on the receiving end, but it'd be kind of fun to be that character and just do whatever the hell you want. Yes. Regardless of the, of the consequences. And you know? you know what? And there are moments where Ferris, you know, he's not as smart as he thinks he is. You know, obviously the two right. guys, the two guys working in the garage where he parks the Ferrari. <laughs> Are right, they, they, you know, they're able to pull oh. one over on him, and that's yeah. such a great scene. Yeah. That's such a great scene <laughs> where you hear the Star Wars theme, <laughs> you just see oh, that God. Ferrari flying yeah. through the air. Um, yeah, and you know, you know, he does his sister basically gets the drop on him, you know, he does, yeah. he, he's not yeah. able to, he has, he pulls it off with the help of his sister, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that you know, he does there, he does receive a little bit of a come up, it's not as much as you'd want him to. Uh, no. If you're rooting against him, but, but he, uh, he, yeah, but it is amazing. When I saw this the first time, it's amazing that anybody that young. I know that he's not exactly the age Ferris is supposed to be. He's probably like in his mid twenties when he made this. I just thought how amazing that somebody that young has those kind of uh, comedy chops already. Yes, you know, I know he he'd done some plays and he'd done some movies, but this just shows you that he could do just about anything. I mean, physical comedy, just anything, you know. You know, um, and, and talking. Oh, I go remember, ahead. Oh, go ahead, John. I'm sorry. Uh, I was just going to say how funny um, uh, Jeffrey Jones is. You know, he just about steals the picture because uh, all his stuff is like right out of a, a cartoon. All his body language and facial expressions. Yes, the scenes with him and the secretary uh, with Edie McClurg. Yeah. Edie McClurg is so good in this. Oh my god! <laughs> so funny. <laughs> that's that's one of my favorite scenes or just the just the whole back and forth between them for yeah maybe it's like 20 minutes of the movie you sounded like dirty harry just then (laughs) (laughs) thank you grace look on his face when they when she says ferris bueller's on line two the look on his face (laughs) is just amazing yeah roller old bones on over here i remember there was a critic at the time who just hit it right on the head. He said all that stuff with him trying to get into the house. He says his face looks like Wiley e. Coyote. Yeah. <laughs> just the look on his face, and he's he's right. Every time something blows up in his face, he looks just like Wiley e. Coyote. Yeah, he kind of does yeah. that. And at no. the end, when he's on the bus, he kind of gives that side eye. Um, yeah. That 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 yeah. Wiley e. Coyote like like he's going to hold up a sign that says help. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, um, and then the scene at the end that the scene with him on the float singing twist and shout it still puts a chill up my spine that is a wonderful scene the whole city is like in on it you see all these people dancing one guy does a backflip over a flagpole <laughs> it's really so well staged it just is an amazing scene that is and everybody in, 
in Chicago is on board with this, uh, you know, this, <laughs> this ploy, you know. And as someone who doesn't really like the Beatles, I have to say that that is a great moment in uh, cinema. I was going to say, you know, uh, even Mario has got to love this. No, moment. that's a great, that's a great, that's a great scene because, and, you know, if you put that song on, everybody knows that song and everybody's going to. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I do like when he does Don Cushane. He does Don which he's singing. <laughs> I love that he's singing it earlier in the shower with the, with like a, with like a wet mohawk. And he's just yeah. <laughs> but I was going to say, John, all those scenes where you cut into um, where, where he's talking to the camera, that could have been so bad. But Matthew Broderick pulls it off. Uh, you yeah. know, you're right. It takes yeah. a certain type of performer to be able to to pull those scenes off, you know, where you're ta- breaking that it, fourth wall. You know, it takes a certain confidence and charisma. It's why, you know, Groucho could pull it off. Bob Hope could pull it off. And it, it's saying a lot that Matthew Broderick can be put in company with those two guys. Yeah. He's so for my money, this is the, this is the funniest John Hughes movie period. You know? All right. Great. I love it. It is time to rank Ferris Bueller's day off. Let's talk about it. Justine. I give it a nine. Wow. Wowzers. <sighs> Patrick? Despite hating him. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it an uh, 8. 8 for Patrick. Jake? 10 out of 10. Wow, a 10. Wow. One of the quintessential 80s movies. Justine? 9. 9. <laughs> John? I give it an 8. An eight. Yeah, I'm going to go eight for Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'm going to go eight. Uh, nobody and mentioned, none of us mentioned the great Jennifer Grey, by the way, who is fantastic in this. Wait, I need Sandy's, I need Sandy's score. I oh, Sandy, yeah, please give us your guest score. 9.5. 9.5. Wow. That definitely needs what to be What keeps less- it from being a 10? What keeps it from being a 10? There's other movies in the world. Hmm. So you're you're you. There you have it. So for you, there's a limited number of tens, and we can't give them out willy nilly. Is that what you're? Is that? It just feels like one of those days. Uh, what, let me ask you, you a question. Know, um, In your opinion, what's a ten? And I'm not trying to judge you. I'm just. I just want to know. I want to get a bearing of where you are. Please don't do this to me. <laughs> Let's. Please, please say right now. Please. Please what? Please don't do. Please don't do this. Please don't play this game. No, I just, I'm just trying to get a gauge of what, like, for me, Raiders of the Lost Ark is a ten. Howard the Duck. For John, uh, you know, The Godfather is a ten. Paper Moon. You know, Paper, Paper Moon, Moon too. Yeah, we knew that. Yeah. For for Sandy. So for Sandy, The Great Escape is a ten. Or for Justine, The Great Escape is a ten. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> there you go. You know, for Patrick, Casablanca is a ten. Yep. Yeah. So we all have our, you know, we all have our, for Jake, Ferris Bueller's Day Off is a 10. So where is your 10, uh, Sandy? It does lie with some nostalgia, but I love Rush Hour so much. You know what? I give Jackie Chan movies a different rating. I can give that a 10 easily. So yeah. uh, you're not wrong. There you go. All right. See, that wasn't hard. Sandy gave Blues Brothers a 10. Yes. Perfect. And there you go. She gave Raiders of the go. Lost Ark a 10. Yeah. 
And I feel like we could adventure. I feel like we could switch her out with somebody. I wonder who. There you go. That was the only ones I have on record of her tens. Yeah, she. We only let her. But she also, but she doesn't keep record of all our scores. So you win some, you lose some. We only let her have tens when it when it doesn't bring down the score. Otherwise, her. That's our rule with Sandy. She's a guest, but her score will count if it keeps if it's if it's in line with the rest of us. If it's not, we dump it. That's fine with me. <laughs> Who is typing? Skew the metrics. Who is typing and what are you typing? I'm, I'm, we, don't, I'm just, we don't want to skew the metrics. I'm genuinely curious. Hey, uh, Mario, when you when you said let's not forget Jennifer Gray, I'm also thinking let's not forget the best two minutes of Charlie Sheen's career. Yes. <laughs> oh, that is he. That's such a great scene in that. Where he's is that like, almost isn't the best thing he's ever done. Just amazing. Just amazing. I love it. I love it. He makes a great. He makes a great drug addict. He does. Can I mention one more scene that I forgot? And I always forget about it when I watch it. But I like roll from laughing so much every time when they're in the museum and they're cutting back between Cameron and the painting, <laughs> and they just keep zooming in each time, <laughs> and they take it like a few steps further than I expect. I always yeah, laugh so much. You see the yeah, uh, yeah. You actually see the the brush strokes on this thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, I always do love also the scene where he says uh, where he's in the pizza place and he gets the coke thrown in his face, and then oh, what's the what, he's like, pizza place? like what's, what's the score? What's the, nothing, zero, nothing. Zero. Oh, who's winning? The Bears. <laughs> <laughs> so I good, I love it. I love it. Even that scene where they're even that scene when they're at the when they're at Wrigley Field and like hey, bada 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 bada. So yes, Kennedy, Kennedy, Kennedy. That's why I will never take you to a Dodger game, Jake, because you will do that out loud, and I will just have to. I'll do. I do it more than any normal person should. Yes, and probably get us beat up, but it'll be worth it for you and Patrick, who will be sitting together. Wow. I'll be sitting with uh, Justine and Sandy in another section of the stadium and John. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we get baseball back next year. Maybe. Yeah. John. Weird. Weird year for sports, huh? <laughs> it is. I'm going to yeah, give the What did I give Ferris Bueller? An eight? What did I give it? An eight? It feels like a, a, an eight. All right. That was a good. That was a good movie club this week, guys. What do we have on tap for next week, uh, Patrick? Uh, Justine has that list. Uh, Patrick, ask Justine what we have on tap for next week, would you? Justine, what's next week? Justine? Did we lose her? I think we lost her. No, she's still... Howard the Duck. She's still there. Armed and dangerous. Justine Weenie, can you hear us? Uh, Next week? If only someone were in the same house with her and could reach her. Oh, yeah. Armed and Dangerous and Howard the Duck. Oh, get ready to be for an underwhelming week. Bring a lot of extra topics, guys. Bring a lot okay. of it. Bring a lot of extra topics. It's going to be depressing? No, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. What, what's, yeah, what's, your, what's your preferred brand of toilet paper? Get that ready for next week. Uh, whoa. Whoa. I'll tell you what. That Kirkland, the Costco brand, is not bad, dude. It's good. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not bad. <laughs> I'll tell you what that single ply Scott, the John Wayne, the John Wayne toilet oh, paper is the worst. 
I'm a Charmin. I'm a Charmin kind. You're of a Charmin guy. Charmin's a little too soft. Uh, That's sturdy. That's some sturdy. Not if you get that Charmin softness. Ultra. Is mm-hmm. the Charmin Ultra a good way to go? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. We you lost just wife You feel comfortable for. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your John? What's we your pref- John? What do you you like the Trader Joe's TP? How's that stuff? I, it's fine, but I like Cottonelle the best. Ooh, Cottonelle. That's one people forget. Cottonelle. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Unbelievable. John, let me just remind you. Let me just remind you that extra value is what you get when you buy Cornet. <laughs> and you can't that's always right. get what you want. Uh, you got to try sometimes. We're singing about. You got to try sometimes. We're singing about toilet paper. Rosemary Clooney for Cornet toilet paper. Extra oh, value Jesus. is what you get when you buy Coronet. No? Wow. So you probably remember Ray Bolger doing Scotch buys for Safeway. No, I don't remember that. It was like uh, generic items called Scotch buys because the Scots are supposed to be really cheap. <laughs> so, wow. So it's Ray Bolger dressed up. Ray Bolger's dressed up in a kilt and a little Tam O'Shanter. And he sings, Scotch pies, they taint fancy, but they sure are good. <laughs> Can you believe that? Uh, Patrick, please Google Ray Bolger Scotch buys. Yep. Ray Bolger. Speaking of Bolgers, have we mentioned Bowie's codpiece? Hello. These are the jokes. We lost Justine. I tried, yeah, we did. I tried sending her another invitation, and she didn't get back in there. Whoa, sorry. About you that. are invited. Is that what it says? It's like, uh, you sound super clear. Ray Bolger on. That was a local. I think that was local. It may not even turn up. I think it might have been a local station. Did you find it? Yes. Unbelievable. It's what the internet's for, John. I guess so. I'm on it every night. I didn't see Ray Bolger. <laughs> Vid or didn't happen. Sounds like he's right there. <laughs> Did I remember correctly? I I can't hear it on my end. That's so weird. You're like, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty close to the speaker. You want it louder? I can't hear it on my end. It must be my... Can you hear it, John? I can hear enough that I think I nailed it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. And that's weird because that's like a, that's 40 years ago, I think. John, give me the song one more time. Uh, Scotch buys. They taint fancy, but they sure are good. <laughs> but you got a picture of Ray Bolger in a kilt dancing... Uh, and it yeah. looks like um, he's dancing up a yellow brick road, but it's plaid. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Nice. <laughs> I'm back. I'm Hi, Justine Weenie. We were worried about you. Are you okay? Yeah, I had a feeling you guys wouldn't be able to hear me, but I wasn't sure until you spoke to me. What, why did you have a feeling that you we wouldn't be able to because talk? Because my, my headphone dies, and when it dies, it disconnects completely from the podcast. Damn it. Oh. Damn it. Uh, well, I can hear you, but my my headphones are like really shitty, so I run into issues all the time. Well, I can hear you now. You sound great. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hey. 
Oh, somebody else just dropped out. Who dropped out? Jake and Sandy. Uh, Jake. Wow, what happened? God, we are losing people left and right. The show is full of... It's like 10 it's like ten of Indian. Oh, I'm going to go get a margarita. Say something. The show's not over. Are people? You guys are just leaving in the middle of the show? You're going to get a margarita? Hey. Mario's all, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. When I, this show is over, when I say we're done, when I give the sign off, when I say, when I say, when I say fight the power, you can go do whatever you want. Until then, you sit there and you do what you're told. You understand me? Good for you. I'm. I'm picturing. Uh, I'm picturing Mario as Keenan Win. The show is over when I say it's over. Exactly. Exactly. If I say fight the power, then you go. Okay, until then, you he sit there. It, he said it, he said it. You know what I mean. <laughs> I'm Charles Foster Kane. Yeah. You can't do this to me. I just sent uh, the handsome, is Handsome Dan back? Yes, sir. Yes. Hey, what happened? Are you guys okay? Yeah, we're fine. Okay, you no, dropped off. Not okay. You dropped off okay. for a second. Sam, Jake. Damn. 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 What'd you do? You ripped one. Hmm. Wow. Damn. You know what? I think I should end the show. So, guys, for (laughs) we got Patrick back and Jake back and Justine back and Sandy back and John Sandy back, and we're all here to say we we thank you for tuning in every week, of course, and uh, we're chugging right along through the eighties. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a we're gonna have a, a real a real barn burner next week. We have uh, Howard the Duck and Armed and Dangerous. So the lovely. Can we just skip it? <laughs> hey, Justine's got a point there. What's the next week? <laughs> that's all I have. That's, that's Armed and Dangerous. Okay, hold on, hold on one second. Talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. Mario, there. he texted us about the next eight weeks. I think. Oh, did you catch that? Oh, he texted you. No, no, no I, te- te- no, I texted, texted everybody. everybody. No, he said he was going to text you, so you knew. No, but he, he, only... he texted everybody. Oh, I didn't see it. Grab a pen. Grab a pen. Because the next week after next is the Living uh, Daylights and Raising Arizona. Then it, the next week is the Untouchables and Predator. But here's what we did, the guys. next week it, is Full Metal Jacket and Inner Space. Here, hold on. Uh, hold on. Before we freak out. No, no. It's Howard the Duck, Armin Dangerous, Star Trek Four, The Voyage Home, Heartbreak Ridge, uh, James Bond uh, in Living Daylights and Raising uh. Arizona, and then after that it's Untouchables and Predator, and then finally Metal Jacket and the Inner Space. Yes, there you go. And then the Nutty Professor with a Clockwork Orange. We Why? haven't gotten that one. Why is it doing I'm this? Joking. Oh my God! Hold on. <laughs> Talk amongst uh, yourself. I our that's, text. that's a combo. Oh, you deleted our text. That's even worse. I'm glad you caught that, Jake. Yeah. I thought nobody caught it. The Voyager of Voyaging. What? That's weird. (laughs) Yeah, that was was weird. (laughs) Star Trek, The Voyager of Voyaging. Uh, And we're having... Justine, I'm going to need you to really up the jokes. I mean, if you're gonna, we're gonna if you're gonna start gonna doing jokes, James Bond. I think we get it. We get it. No, we get this it. is a new James Bond. <laughs> but Justine, this is a new James Bond. Oh, it's a new person. Yeah, it's a new person. Okay, 
Who is it? Okay. He's very dig him, huh? He's very handsome. And he's not jokey like Roger Moore. Is it George Lazenby? It's George Lazenby. No, it's He's back? It's Timothy Lazenby's back. It's Lazenby. Timothy Dalton. Timothy. You loved him in The Rocketeer. Uh, you loved him in The Rocketeer and The Lion and Winter. You're going to love him as James Bond. He's a villain. He's not a villain. He's not a villain. <laughs> I do believe in spooks. I do believe in spooks. All right, here we go. It's a tuna. Yes. So for next week. What? Yes. We are going to do. We're going to do yes. a last minute switch. Yeah. You're not going to put off, but let me just tell you guys, you're not going to put off, you're not going to put off Howard the Duck forever. (laughs) I'm ready to watch it. But I picked up a couple of movies this week, and I feel like we could go this way. So let's let's do this, because I picked up a couple of things. Because these are two movies that we should should really watch. Uh, Well, one we should really watch. Uh, It's uh, Beverly Hills Cop, the original. Yes. Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills Cop. We're gonna do Beverly Hills Cop with Eddie Murphy because I picked that one up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we're gonna go back and we're gonna pick up another little movie that uh, someone requested. And uh, as much as this pains me, uh, if we're gonna do it to if we're gonna do it to John, we're gonna do it to Patrick. We're gonna watch Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. Wow. <sighs> <laughs> Well, if you don't like this one, then it ain't ever going to happen. No, no, no. That's uh, the Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. But we're going to watch Beverly Hills Cop, and we're going to watch Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. I don't like him. I hate okay. him so much. <laughs> I love the setup. If John's got to watch Howard the Duck, then Patrick's got to watch Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. So I, I wanted to do that because I, I picked up a couple of movies, and then we're, we're still, you know, we've been very loosey-goosey in the 80s. Loosey-goosey. Mm-hmm. I like that. But I also like your intro. You're not going to put off Howard the Duck forever, you know. Yeah, we're we're, we're we might as well go back because they're just we just missed them, and then so we're coming up, and then Howard the Duck is coming. Love it. You know what we should do? We should do Howard the Duck and Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. Just to okay, just a week okay. of punishment. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's let's do that. Fair. Let's do that. Let's That's do fair. let's do Howard the Duck and uh, and uh, Beverly Hills Cop for this week. Okay. No, sorry. How's the duck and dead men don't wear plaid? Yeah, that's what you said. Okay. okay. How are the duck, dead men don't wear plaid? So okay. John gets a high and a low. John yeah. gets the highest and, high and uh, low. Who knows? Maybe there'll be some surprises. Maybe Patrick will love Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, and maybe I won't absolutely hate Howard the Duck. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. So I great. will hold my biases until the end of the movie. Hey, oh, and that's I what will. I was going to ask you, but I, you couldn't hear me. Are we going to watch? Are we going to watch Dick Tracy? You know what's funny? I just because of HBO Max, I was watching that. That is not a bad movie. Uh, it, it did not. Mm-hmm. It didn't do huge box office, but it wasn't bad. It's Ju- kind of cool, actually. Yeah. Why do you want? I think it's kind of cool. Do you want to watch yeah. Dick Tracy? I used to yeah. have a Dick Tracy lunchbox and coloring book, and no kidding! Wow, no kidding! Cool story. All right, yeah. You know what? When we get to the that. when we get to the nineties, we'll we'll explore those options. But I'm not beyond it. I don't dislike that movie. 
That's it, like an 89, right? I think it was 89 or 90. 90. And, it, 90. and it was the first attempt All to right. do a comic book movie that looked like a comic book, which I think is great. I thought All it, primary colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Music yeah. by Daniel. Music by Daniel and Marana. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah. All right, guys. What a, what a weird show today, but I love it. Weird energy, but, uh, but it was fun. <laughs> I always enjoy spending our time together. Uh, and, uh, you know, I love you guys and I'm glad you're here with me and I'm glad we're all here together. And, uh, you know, let's, I know it's been weird having to do this from home, but I appreciate you guys. You know, we, sometimes we have to change the times two or three times before the show starts like today, but I appreciate everybody hanging in there. And, uh, and you know, uh, as much as I love inflicting pain upon you, I love that when you guys like a movie too. So I was really happy to see that, uh, we had two movies that everybody right liked, except for except for John, who uh, isn't on board with uh, Labyrinth. But everybody else seems to be, uh, you know, uh, on board. Yeah, and maybe okay. I didn't. I didn't loathe it. <laughs> I didn't loathe it. That's good. Get all your loathing out this week. This next week. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna. John's gonna be so happy watching. Uh, he's gonna be like a pig in poop with uh, with Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. But I think you'll like I'm this one. Put it in right now. And uh, Justine, you're going to love it because there's lots of Bogart in it. There's lots of what? Bogart. Smiling Bogart in this. But he's not smiling. Why but is he's he not in smiling. Oh, wait. Don't tell her. Don't tell her, John. We, you'll see. You will okay, see, Justine. He's not, is he really he's in not, this movie? He is. He's not showing teeth, so. Um, what? No, I know, I know uh, what movie this is. Patrick's all, I know why he's in this movie. I've seen that scene. Dead men don't wear plaid. All right, you guys. He sounds so underwhelmed. Patrick's all, I've seen that scene. Oh, well. Huh? He should be dead. He should be gone now. Why is he still around? Oh, oh, he's around. Oh, oh, he's around. the grave. And guess what, Justine? Guess what, Justine? You think you're rid of him. When we when we get to the catch up deck when we get to the catch up decade, I just picked up two Bogart movies too. Why? Nice. Two of his best. Back to back bogey. Two of his best. Wow, which ones? You know which ones. The Big Sleep. And the other one is Multi Falcon. Yep. There you go, John. Bing 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 bing. Hey, I guessed it. Bing 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 bing. And as as I recall, he doesn't smile in either one of those movies. No, but he does say "shoo her in, Effie, shoo her in." All right, uh, I love you guys so much. <laughs> we know. It doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel. Like we know. It. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you've you've zapped everybody except Jake. Aww. Everybody got zapped. <laughs> uh, you know what? Here's the thing about Jake, and I, I will say this about Jake. And this is why I love Jake. And I was a little surprised last week that he was underwhelmed. Uh, Jake has been the one person through this whole experiment that has been able to always, almost always find something he likes about the movies uh, and be pretty, be, be pretty positive about it. And Thank just you. and just kind of go along with the flow, you know. He just kind of goes along with the spirit of the of it. So, uh, and Patrick is a close second. I will say that Patrick does really try to hold his prejudices. Uh, till the end, till the end of the movie. Tries so hard, but but Jake will just go along with it. Jake's like it's like Jake. We're gonna watch, uh, we're gonna watch, uh, you know, a three hour uh, three hour movie about the Catholic Church in Russian. Okay, that sounds <laughs> yeah. like fun. <You> know? <laughs> he would he would be like, okay, Jake is the uh, 
Jake is the Leonard Malton of our podcast because Leonard Malton always finds something positive to focus on. Even if it's a bomb, he'll find the one thing that's positive. So it's not a complete hundred percent slam. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's why I always kind of liked Leonard Malton. He was, he, he, he was a fan as well as a critic. And, right. uh, and that's the, that's the sign of a movie lover that he's going to find the one nugget in, in the whole movie that is not worthless, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I will say that about Jake. <laughs> but last week, what did you just say, Jake? You'll never know. <laughs> he said, "I do love nuggets." <laughs> I stepped what on. Is, I stepped on twinkle. I stepped on that joke. I'm so sorry. You little. <sighs> sorry. Awkward. Hello, snow. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> 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 I said I do love nuggets, yes. This is odd. Between the sneezing and the birds and the pregnant pauses, we got a really weird rhythm going here. I was yawning. I I was yawning. It's a a David Bowie podcast. David Bowie podcast. Very weird. (laughs) I'm not sure how I should feel about this guy. Is he a villain? Is he a good guy? Is he a a boner? I'm not sure how to feel about this. Is he funny? Is he serious? I'm not sure how to feel about this podcast. Is it good? Is it bad? What what what's the feeling here? Is it funny? Is it serious? No one knows. Uh, yeah. But, so I compliments to Jake for always finding the uh, the positive in the in the movie. So you know he's just. I think last week it was. That's why that's what threw me last week. And I think even Nicole commented on it. it like Jake's never had a week where both movies were just kind of eh. So that was kind of a, but we we've all had those weeks, all right. Except for me, because yeah. obviously these are my movies, and I love every one of them. They're all my children, so um, <laughs> it's not necessarily true. You cannot believe the I've made a couple of decisions, questionable decisions, because a stuff was on sale, and b I knew we would eventually get to it on this podcast. So there's I stuff like in there's here. Some movies in there that you hate. No, no. Well, yeah. you know what it was. It was. It was uh, it was Zardoz and Logan's Run, which were not his movies. Yeah, I wouldn't buy a movie I hated. I'm not going to buy a hook. So Zardoz was somebody else's pick, and so was Logan's Run, right? You gave Both Battle for Planet of the Apes mm-hmm. a one. Yep. You gave Logan's Run a two. You gave Moonraker a three. Yep. Uh, Zardoz a one. Mm-hmm. And you love all these movies, yes. Let me tell you about. I don't think so, let some me, of those were not his movies. Let me tell you about Battle for Planet of the Two. Mm-hmm. You gave a four. Love it. I love it, but I like it though. It's a, it's a terrible movie, but I wa- I'll watch it. Star Trek Generations was a four. Oh, that one we did for the podcast. Uh, I felt like yeah. They, I mean, I, yeah, but it's, you're pretty even. But. Battle for the Planet of the Apes came in a pack with the other Planet of the Apes movies. That's what, yeah. Just like beneath, those in a pack. just like beneath mm-hmm. the Planet of the Apes, just like Moonraker came in a batch with other movies. So it's like, buying a, it's like buying a package of runs and throwing out the bananas. Exactly, yeah, dude. Like, thank you. Perfect analogy, it. Jake. Oh my god, that's a, that is a perfect analogy. <laughs> Just see, a can box you compile of runs. your scores and give us an average? What was that? Oh. Uh, can you, yeah, at the very, at the very, you need to input all of the mathematics on that column. Just put it on I the already, column. I already have school starting soon. I don't want to. Just, I, wanna, I just want to set it up so the column does the average Mario's at the bottom. Justine's average, 6.4. Patrick's average, 7.4. 
My average seven point four. John's average seven point seven, and Mario's average seven point four. Seven point five. Hmm. There you go. Nice. Can you, can we make that a running thing so we can continue to know? It's yes. probably not going to change much now uh, after watching a hundred and eighty-nine movies. We watched a hundred. We've watched a hundred and eighty. No, hold on. Hold on. We watched no. 175. 175. What? Really? Yeah. Yes. Wow. That's impressive. You guys are really lucky to have a friend like me because you were watching. So the average <laughs> will not change. You guys so would have been. Sandy's average currently seven. You would have been watching be Keeping Up with the Kardashians this whole time if it wasn't for me. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we did that. Thanks for taking care of that, Jake. I really appreciate you going that extra mile for the show. Thank you so much. Yeah. Anytime. Sandy did most of the work, but you know, I'll take Sandy, you thank you, Sandy, you as a guest stepping up and doing that. Amazing. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I appreciate everything you do for the show. Thank you, Justine, for typing it in currently so everyone can see it live. Oh, yeah. Thanks. But, uh, okay, and guys. Doing it, and doing it every week. Thanks for doing your job, Justine. Yeah. Wow. Every week. <laughs> Thank you so much. All for, right. For hey, going. Mario, what's the, uh, what are the movies next week? Hey, we already talked about that, and that's going to be Dead Men yeah. Don't Wear Plaid and Howard the Duck. Gotcha. I love you guys. Gotcha. Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. And Howard the Duck. Gotcha. All right, guys. Howard my duck. Hey. Hey. Uh, guys, it's been a pleasure. Uh, it has been a real pleasure, and I'm gonna. Have, I'm. I'm. Something. I'm not looking forward to how much editing is this show is gonna take. This show is gonna take <laughs> some extra editing this week because of all the dead spots and weirdness. So I have a whole. You're a wizard. I have a whole handful of notes here. Uh, we were okay up until about the 45 minute mark, and then we started to go off the rails. So uh, I see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get the picture. So that is going to take some doing, but uh, it's okay. Well, it's okay. you're just the man to do it. Thanks a lot, John. I appreciate the fact that I'll be doing this alone. Uh, so, guys, well, for- <laughs> hey! I'll see you guys next week for pa- for Patrick, for Jake, for Justine, for John. We say, what do we say? Take care. That's it. We say That's fight. To- we say fight the power. Fight the power. And this transmission ends. Andy.